Story three of the Strength of Gideon and Other Stories by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Viney's Free Papers. There was joy in the bosom of Ben Raymond. He sang as he hoed in the field. He cheerfully worked overtime, and his labors did not make him tired. When the quitting horn blew, he executed a double shuffle, as he shouldered his hoe and started for his cabin. While the other men dragged wearily over the ground, he sprang along, as if all day long he had not been bending over the hoe in the hot sun, with the sweat streaming from his face in rivulets. And this had been going on for two months now. Two happy months ever since Viney had laid her hand in his, and answered with a coquettish yes, and the master had given his consent, his blessing, and a five-dollar bill. It had been a long and trying courtship, that is, it had been trying for Ben, because Viney loved pleasure and hungered for attention and the field was full of rivals. She was a merry girl and a pretty one. No one could dance better, no girl on the place was better able to dress her dark charms to advantage or to show them off more temptingly the toss of her head was an invitation and a challenge in one and the way she smiled back at them over her shoulder set the young men's heads dancing and their hearts throbbing so her suitors were many but through it all ben was patient unflinching and faithful and finally after leading him a life full of doubt and suspense the coquette surrendered and gave herself into his keeping she was maid to her mistress but she had time nevertheless to take care of the newly whitewashed cabin in the quarters to which ben took her and it was very pleasant to lean over and watch him at work making things for the little house a chair from a barrel and a wonderful box of shells to stand in the corner and she knew how to say merry things and later outside his door ben would pick his banjo and sing low and sweetly in the musical voice of his race altogether such a honeymoon there had never been for once the old women hushed up their prophecies of evil although in the beginning they had shaken their wise old turbaned heads and predicted that marriage with such a flighty creature as viney could come to no good they had said among themselves that ben would better marry some good solid-minded strong-armed girl who would think more about work than about pleasures and coquetting i lo honey an old woman had said she'll make his heart ache many a time she'll comb his head wid a three-legged stool and brush it wid de broom uh-huh putty is she you may her cause she's putty kai she fix you Pretty women for pity tricks. And the old hag smacked her lips over the spice of malevolence in her words. Some women, and they are not all black and ugly, never forgive the world for letting them grow old. But, in spite of all the prophecies to the contrary, two months of unalloyed joy had passed for Ben and Viney, and tonight the climax seemed to have been reached. Ben hurried along talking to himself as his hoe swung over his shoulder. "'Can I do it?' he was saying. "'Can I do it?' 
then he would stop his walk and his cogitations would bloom into a mirthful chuckle something very pleasant was passing through his mind as he approached viney was standing in the door of the little cabin whose white sides with green madeira clambering over them made a pretty frame for the dark girl in her print dress the husband bent double at sight of her stopped took off his hat slapped his knee and relieved his feelings by a sounding hoo-wee what's the matter with you ben you act like you mighty happy better come on in here and get your supper for it gets cold for answer the big fellow dropped the hoe and seizing the slight form in his arms swung her around until she gasped for breath oh ben she shrieked you done tuck all my wind da now he said letting her down dat's what you gets for talkin sassy to me never mind i'm gonna fix you for dat first time i gets the chance see if i don't what you going to do going to pizen me worse'n dat worse'n dat what you gonna find any worse'n and pizenin me lessen you conjure me uh-huh still worse'n dat i'm going to leave you uh-huh no you ain't cause any place you'd go you wouldn't no more git there twell you'd turn around all er a sudden and say why dat's ben and dad be they chattered on like children while she was putting supper on the table and he was laving his hot face in the basin beside the door i got great news for you he said as they sat down i bet you ain't got nothin of de kin all right then there ain't no use in me tryin to vince you i just be wastin my breath go on tell me ben uh-huh you bet i ain't and if i tell you you lose de bet i don't care if you don't tell me then i know you ain't got no news worth tellin ain't got no news worth tellin hoo-wee he came near choking on a gulp of coffee and again his knee suffered from the pounding of his great hands how come you so full of laugh tonight she asked laughing with him how you spect i goin tell you dat lessen i tell you my secret well den go on tell me your secret uh-huh you done bet it ain't worth tellin i don't care what i bet i want to hear it now please ben please listen how she beg well i goin tell you now i ain't goin tease you no mo she bent her head forward expectantly i had a talk with master raymond today resumed ben yes and he say he pay me all my back money for overtime oh and all i gits right along he gwine to help me save and when i git four hundred dollars he gonna give me free papers for you my little gal oh ben ben it ain't so is it yes it is den you be your own ooman leastways lessen you wants to be mine she went and put her arms around his neck her eyes were sparkling and her lips quivering you don't mean ben dat i'll be free yes you'll be free viney den i's goin to set to work and buy my free papers oh can you do it can you do it can you do it can i do it he repeated he stretched out his arm with the sleeve rolled up to the shoulder and curved it upward till the muscles stood out like great knots of oak 
then he opened and shut his fingers squeezing them together until the joints cracked can i do it he looked down on her calmly and smiled simply happily she threw her arms around his waist and sank on her knees at his feet sobbing ben ben my ben i never even thought of it it seems so far away but now we're going to be free 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 he lifted her up gently it's going to take a powerful long time he said i don't care she cried gaily we know it's coming and we can wait the woman's serious mood had passed as quickly as it had come and she spun around the cabin executing a series of steps that set her husband a grin with admiration and joy and so ben began to work with renewed vigor he had found a purpose in life and there was something for him to look for beyond dinner a dance and the end of the day he had always been a good hand but now he became a model no shirking no shiftlessness and because he was so earnest his master did what he could to help him numerous little plans were formulated whereby the slave could make or save a precious dollar viney too seemed inspired by a new hope and if this little house had been pleasant to ben nothing now was wanting to make it a palace in his eyes only one sorrow he had and that one wrung hard at his great heart no baby came to them but instead he made a great baby of his wife and went on his way hiding his disappointment the best he could the banjo was often silent now for when he came home his fingers were too stiff to play but sometimes when his heart ached for laughter of a child he would take down his old friend and play low soothing melodies until he found rest and comfort viney had once tried to console him by saying that had she had a child it would have taken her away from her work but he had only answered we could have stood that but ben's patient work and frugality had their reward and it was only a little over three years after he had set out to do it that he put in his master's hand the price of viney's freedom and there was sound of rejoicing in the land a fat shoat honestly come by for it was the master's gift was killed and baked great jugs of biting persimmon beer were brought forth and the quarters held high carnival to celebrate viney's new-found liberty after the merrymakers had gone and when the cabin was clear again ben held out the paper that had been on exhibition all evening to viney here here's the document that makes you your own ooman ticket during all the time that it had been out for show that night the people had looked upon it with a sort of awe as if it was possessed of some sort of miraculous power even now viney did not take hold of it but shrunk away with a sort of gasp no ben you keep it i can't take care no such precious thing as that put it in your chist take it and fill of it anyhow so she'll know that you's free she took it gingerly between her thumb and forefinger ben suddenly let go there now he said you keep dat document it shows keep it under your own responsibility no no ben she cried i just can't you must dat's de way to get used to bein free 
whenever you looks at yourself and feels like you ain't no different from what you had been you take that paper out and look at it and say to yourself that means freedom carefully reverently silently vinnie put the paper into her bosom now the next thing for me to do is to set out to get one of them papers for myself it'll be a long try cause i can't buy mine so cheap as i got yours though de lord knows why a great big old hunk like me should cost more'n a precious morsel like you it's because they so much of you ben and every bit of you's worth its weight in gold this child don't put my valley so high there'll be twelve judgment day a paying it off so ben went forth to battle for his own freedom undaunted by the task before him while viney took care of the cabin doing what she could outside armed with her new dignity she insisted upon her friends recognizing the change in her condition thus when mandy so far forgot herself as to address her as viney raymond the new free woman's head went up and she said with withering emphasis miss viney allen if you please viney allen exclaimed her visitor how come you's viney allen now cause i don't belong to de raymonds no mo and i can take my own name now ben longs to de raymonds and his name ben raymond and you his wife how you get round dat miss viney allen ben's name goin to be mr allen soon as he gets his free papers humph you done gone now you nag so stiff you can't hardly bend it i don't see how de paper make such a change in anybody's actions your face ain't got no whiter no but i's free and i can do as i please mandy went forth and spread the news that viney had changed her name from raymond to allen she miss viney allen if you please was her comment great was the indignation among the older heads whose fathers and mothers and grandfathers before them had been raymond's the younger element was greatly amused and took no end of pleasure in repeating the new name or addressing each other by fantastic cognomens viney's popularity did not increase some rumors of this state of things drifted to ben's ears and he questioned his wife about them she admitted what she had done but viney said ben raymond's good enough name for me don't you see ben she answered dat i don't belong to de raymonds no mo so i ain't viney raymond ain't you goin to change when you get free i don't know i talk about dat when i's free and freedom's a mighty long weary way off yet everybody dat's free has de own name and i ain't never goin feel freeze long as i's a totin around de raymond's name well change den said ben but wait until i can change wid you viney tossed her head and that night she took out her free papers and studied them long and carefully she was incensed at her friends that they would not pay her the homage that she felt was due her she was incensed at ben because he would not enter into her feelings about the matter she brooded upon her fancied injuries and when a chance for revenge came she seized upon it eagerly there were two or three free negro families in the vicinity of the raymond place but there had been no intercourse between them and the neighboring slaves it was to these people that viney now turned in anger against her own friends 
it first amounted to a few visits back and forth and then either because the association became more intimate or because she was instigated to it by her new companions she refused to have anything more to do with the raymond servants boldly and without concealment she shut the door in mandy's face and hearing this few of the others gave her a similar chance ben remonstrated with her and she answered him no sir i ain't gonna associate with slaves i's free but you cuttin out your own husband that different i's joined to my husband and then petulantly i do wish you'd hurry up and get your free papers ben there'll be a long time a comin he said years from now maybe i better got mine fust she looked up at him with a quick suspicious glance when she was alone again she took her papers and carefully hid them i's free she whispered to herself and i don't spect to never be a slave no mo she was further excited by the moving north of one of the free families with which she had been associated the immigrants had painted glowing pictures of the eldorado to which they were going and now viney's only talk in the evening was of the glories of the north ben would listen to her unmoved until one night she said you ought to go north when you get your papers and then he answered her with kindly eyes no i won't go north i was born and raised in de south and in de south i stay on well i die if i have to go north to enjoy my freedom i won't have it i'll quit workin for it ben was positive but he felt uneasy and the next day he told his master of the whole matter and mr raymond went down to talk to viney she met him with a determination that surprised and angered him to everything he said to her she made but one answer i's got my free papers and i's a-goin north finally her former master left her with the remark well i don't care where you go but i'm sorry for ben he was a fool for working for you you don't have to serve such a man i won't have him long she flung after him with a laugh the opposition with which she had met seemed to have made her more obstinate and in spite of all ben could do she began to make preparations to leave him the money for the chickens and eggs had been growing and was to have gone toward her husband's ransom but she finally sold all her laying hens to increase the amount then she calmly announced to her husband i's got enough money and i's a-goin north next week you can stay down here and be a slave if you want to but i's a-goin north even if i wanted to go north you know i ain't half paid out yet well i can't help it i can't spend all the best part of my life down here where there ain't no vantages i reckon dey's vantages everywhere for anybody that wants to work yes but what kind of wages does you get why de johnson say dey had a letter from miss smith and dey's gettin along fine in de north de johnson's ain't goin si johnson is then the woman stopped suddenly oh it's si johnson huh he ain't goin with me he's just goin to see dat i get started right after i get there it's si johnson he repeated taint said the woman it's freedom ben got up and went out of the cabin men's so suspicious she said i ain't goin north cause si's a goin i ain't 
when mr raymond found out how matters were really going he went to ben where he was at work in the field now look here ben he said you're one of the best hands on my place and i'd be sorry to lose you i never did believe in this buying business from the first but you were so bent on it that i gave in but before i'll see her cheat you out of your money i'll give you your free papers now you can go north with her and you can pay me back when you find work no ben replied doggedly if she can't wait for me she don't want me and i won't roll her round and be in de way you're a fool said his master i loves her said the slave and so this plan came to naught then came the night on which viney was getting together her belongings ben sat in a corner of the cabin silent his head bowed in his hands every once in a while the woman cast a half frightened glance at him he had never once tried to oppose her with force though she saw that grief had worn lines into his face the door opened and cy johnson came in he had just dropped in to see if everything was all right he was not to go for a week let me look at your free papers he said for cy could read and liked to show off his accomplishment at every opportunity he stumbled through the formal document to the end reading at the last this is a present from ben to his beloved wife viney she held out her hand for the paper when cy was gone she sat gazing at it trying in her ignorance to pick from the to her senseless scrawl those last words ben had not raised his head still she sat there thinking and without looking her mind began to take in the details of the cabin that box of shelves there in the corner ben had made in the first days they were together yes and this chair on which she was sitting she remembered how they had laughed over its funny shape before he had padded it with cotton and covered it with a piece of linsey old miss had given him the very chest in which her things were packed he had made and when the last nail was driven he had called it her trunk and said she should put her finery in it when she went travelling like white folks she was going travelling now and ben ben there he sat across from her in his chair bowed and broken his great shoulders heaving with suppressed grief then before she knew it viney was sobbing and had crept close to him and put her arms around his neck he threw out his arms with a convulsive gesture and gathered her up to his breast and the tears gushed from his eyes when the first storm of weeping had passed viney rose and went to the fireplace she raked forward the coals ben she said it's been these pluggin free papers i want you to see em bun no no he said but the papers were already curling and in a moment they were in a blaze there she said there now viney raymond ben gave a great gasp then sprang forward and took her in his arms and kicked the pack chest into the corner and that night singing was heard from ben's cabin and the sound of the banjo end of story three